Closing the Digital Divide, the podcast dedicated to creating meaningful conversations and sharing valuable insights from industry leaders, policymakers, equipment manufacturers, and others on Closing the Digital Divide. I'm your host, Charles Thomas, and together we'll explore the policy, challenges, triumphs, and innovative solutions that are reshaping the digital landscape. Join us as we shine a light on the importance of equal access, digital literacy, and the transformative impact technology can have on our unserved and underserved communities. Get ready to be inspired, informed, and empowered as we work towards closing the digital divide one episode at a time. Welcome to the conversations that's shaping our future. This is Closing the Digital Divide. Welcome and hello. I am very excited to have our guest with us today. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Reginald Weiser, CEO and founder of Positron Access Solutions. Reg, welcome to the show today. Thank you very much. Nice to be with you. So today our discussion is going to be on exploring technologies to close the digital divide. And that technology we're going to talk about today is G.HN or Gigabit Home Network. But Reggie, before we get into the discussion, I always like to ask my first, my guests, the first time they're on the show is, what is the digital divide and why is it so important that we have it closed? The digital divide uh, is significantly important in the sense that it's people who do not get adequate bandwidth speeds. Carriers may may even as go as low as uh, 10 megabits, which is very low, and they say up to 10 megabits, and people end up only getting two or three megabits. And uh, you need substantial bandwidth if you want to have uh, distant learning, education, working for working from home, video calls w- without shakiness and interruptions. So it is it is critical for the performance, and it's especially important for equality, equal access, equal access to education, equal uh, job opportunities, um, uh, effectively, uh, and the earning power of people. Because to the extent that uh, they don't have that, it impacts their uh, quality of life membership in the community as well as um, as well as their ability to to function uh, with equal opportunity. Great answer and and 100% and we're going to dig a little bit more into that um, as we go along in the show. But first, tell us a little bit about Positron Access Solution. What do you guys do? Well, we we're always interested in being able to increase the bandwidth on the existing wiring so that you don't have to go to great expenses in fiber uh, or fixed wireless. Now that's very, you and carriers today can bring the bandwidth to buildings, uh, to, to homes uh, by fiber or by fixed wireless. But if you go to multi-dwelling units, they can't distribute it because of the high cost of rewiring. The existing wiring, the telephone pairs or coax, simply won't deliver high bandwidth. And so what we did is we developed a new product technology, which effectively enables you to, without any rewiring in the building, and in a matter of days, be able to bring bandwidth to each and every unit in the multi-dwelling unit or, or tenant unit. 
and effectively uh, deliver up to gigabit speed symmetrical uh, <clears throat> without any extra effort or anything uh, at something like 20% of the cost of what it takes to rewire. Wow. So tell us tell us a little bit more about the G.N technology. I mean, what is it? Is it a mature technology? And, and how exactly does it work? Well, G.HN is an ITU standard, and it's been used in homes over the power lines to extend bandwidth uh, in homes uh, to farther reaches in the home so that you can get better reception. Um, this has now been adopted by us to be able to deliver bandwidth over the telephone pairs or coaxial cable so that you can get it delivered um, very effectively without any noise or interference. And you can actually deliver a gigabit up to 800 feet distance on telephone pair or 2,600 feet on coax, which is more than enough to deal with uh, bringing the bandwidth to units. The, and this effectively saves the wiring cost of something like six to $800 per door. So it's a massive saving. Wow. So in many discussions surrounding uh, technologies, and as, as we talk about closing the, the digital vibe, there's 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 this pecking order, right? You have fiber, you have fixed wireless, and you have everything else. Um, it seems to me that G.HN should be um, that it is it is a viable solution. Why haven't we heard more about this? It's it's a relatively new use of G.HN. Uh, it's been out for about three years. We've been going through. Uh, and many thousands of installations, and not everyone is fully aware of it. Uh, this doesn't supplant fiber or fixed wireless. You still need that to get the bandwidth to the building. However, distributing it, it, it you need some technology. To, it could either distribute it over the wiring or else you're forced to rewire the building with fiber, which is very disruptive and costly. So we're... You know, you it, 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 it's sort of an adjunct to fiber in the sense that it, sure. it extends the fiber bandwidth virtually over the internal wiring of the building. It basically transforms the wiring as if it were fiber wiring. So to me, that, that makes 100%. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. Um, there's there's this argument out there that we have to have either fiber or fixed wireless or something else. I believe that we should use all of the tools accessible to us to be able to close a digital divide. And, and, and I would even go as far as to say the only way that we're going to close the digital divide is that we use all, all of the tools of, available. Um, you, you talked a little bit about the, the, the cost. Um, can you expound a little bit more on the cost versus an all fiber or an all fixed wireless? And, and I, I think I might have answered my, my own question here because you talked about when it gets to the building, not many people are willing to invest in ripping out all of that existing infrastructure. The digital divide is very significant, not only in the rural areas, but people don't recognize it's very much in the, in the metropolitan areas in our cities. 
basically carriers tend to bypass most of the, those buildings because of the high cost of rewiring them so that and 25% of the US population lives in multi-dwelling units and 88% of buildings do not have fiber wiring so it's a very big problem in our cities and uh, so the idea is to use all of the technologies available and Obviously, you've got to get the bandwidth to the building, but thereafter, it's the distribution that's uh, that, that's the difficulty. We work with many fixed wireless uh, providers, uh, as well as uh, people who bring fiber to the buildings, and uh, we solve that problem of that last connectivity. Uh, <clears throat> And effectively, we make it look transparent as if it's fiber all the way, so you can communicate all the way as if we're uh, as if our product is completely transparent to the transmission. So, to the end user, there's really no no difference other than the 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 higher performance. Now, what what are what what when we talk about higher performance, are we talking about gig speed? Are we talking about something less than that? What what exactly? are the levels that that we're at today and um, can it be expanded upon? Well, ba basically, you depending on what you put in, we can take multiple 10 gig feeds or more to, to a building, but you decide what you want to deliver to the customers. It could be whether it's 100, 200, 500 megabits or a gigabit or gigabit symmetrical. It's capable of doing that all the way up to a gigabit symmetrical, uh, depending on what you offer to the customers. Now, people are talking about very, very high gigabits. Uh, and really, that is absolutely unnecessary for today's use and the use for, for many, many years ahead. People are only thinking they've been deceived and, and even carriers are recognizing this, that higher bandwidth means nothing. It's the quality of the bandwidth that you can deliver when you split it up among so many customers and you deliver a lot less and you can only get that bandwidth uh, at certain peak time at certain times that are not peak times. It's you're getting a poor quality of service. If you get a good 500 megabits or a gigabit symmetrical, that's all you'll need for virtually anything you'd need for for many years forward. And that is that is an excellent point. Um, but it also uh, brings up um, uh, uh, as I'm thinking through this. Is all of the cabling or, or all of the. Uh, 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 coax or, or or copper or legacy infrastructure in that building does it matter the quality of that or is it no actually actually uh, technology doesn't depend on the quality as long as you can have a connection through any any type of connection we we've had situations where coax was was inadequate quality for for coax companies to deliver yet we were able to deliver the bandwidth and much higher as long as you have a connection it works whether it's a telephone pair or a coax could be cat three any quality uh, no problem all right excellent i'm gonna i'm gonna switch gears here just a little bit um in a recent article in broadband communities um the, the article was titled Washington Takes on Digital Discrimination. Um, and they talked about how the, 
how the relationship between the property owners and the ISPs were prohibiting uh, real quality service to the tenants in those buildings. Should the FCC uh, revisit the rules that are governing the, the agreements between the relationship between the broadband providers and the MDU property owners? Talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, if if we can deliver this service, but we are not allowed to go in that building, how does that work? Well, the FCC has recently passed some rulings, which basically means all wiring in buildings, be it the, be it the telephone pairs, coax, or, or even fiber, is effectively considered to be part of the building and no operator can have control over it. Any operator that wishes to use it can use it and exclusive agreements are absolutely prohibited now from the FCC. Now, you could have agreements where, where you have uh, bulk agreements where they can offer a bulk discount rate, but that does not prevent any individuals if they want to go with another carrier that can provide them better service for less dollars, they can go with it. So the wiring that's in the building can be reused by anyone, either in parts of the network or all of it. And and this this basically means that this will absolutely reduce the costs for people, and it will certainly eliminate gouging by these uh, by by these uh, special purpose agreements. Well, in that, <laughs> and I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because in that same article, the uh, the property owners through the National Multifamily Housing Council argued that using any type of grant funding, be it deeds or, or, or what have you, to regulate multifamily broadband market will do more harm than good. Um, how do you how do you respond to that? Funding is always positive, <clears throat> particularly if it's to help unserved and underserved communities. I don't see how it does harm, and it certainly and you certainly can't regulate you certainly don't want to regulate through a funding mechanism i think the fcc regulation is perfect as it is now it was a long time coming and it sort of freed up the market to competition and and to many smaller providers and those those uh, isps uh that want to be competitive in the marketplace, those that work very quickly with the latest technologies will have a significant advantage cost and uh, and investment over people using older methodologies like trying to refiber buildings and so forth. So those that are up with technology will have a significant advantage over those who aren't. Because if you're fibering a building, you're gonna fiber the whole building all at once. You're lucky if you get a 50% take rate, so your cost is now double at uh, six to $800. And, and basically, G.HN, you can put in as much or as little as that you want, pay as you go, It's very uh, and, and you don't have any of that upfront cost. So effectively, you can actually provide service to four times as many people if you're doing it on telephone pairs, and eight times as many people uh, if you're using coax for the same money um, uh, as uh, as just providing one person the bandwidth. So it's really um, massive, massive change. That is that is absolutely awesome. Um, 
and I know I didn't I didn't discuss this with you before, but can you share with us uh, some of the successes that you you guys have uh, implemented using the G.HN? Well, we have uh, really we we've taken apart. We're dealing with all the major carriers and over 200 carriers and ISPs, but we, we pride ourselves in what we're doing to help the digital divide. For example, we've been working with a company, Project Way, with a nonprofit company that's been working on the digital divide in Baltimore, where they were able to use our product at significantly less cost to be able to do more. When you have more money, uh, either you do more people or you provide or, or you use the money to go further, providing managed Wi-Fi and other elements. Uh, Another was Montgomery County, where in this case, instead of an ISP, the community acted as their own ISP. That's Montgomery County in Maryland, and they were able to provide. And they had there the uh, the, the coax, and they had the telephone pairs, and they had and they had uh, major coax companies and and uh, and uh, and the local major carrier. And they found they can do it much more cost effectively using D2G.HN with no construction mess at a fraction of the time. So the, these the, these things have been they're especially good in the digital divide arena because people are more conscious of cost and how can we do more with less. And so um, <clears throat> so we see the uptake is uh, is is very fast as soon as people understand that. And uh, it's been uh, massively successful in many such cases. Well, I think that is absolutely wonderful. And, uh, and I'm certainly happy to hear, you know, as a person who has lived and worked in rural areas where broadband was, was really tough to, to come by, this sounds like this needs to be promoted. And we'll, we'll definitely do that here on Closing the Digital Divide of promoting G.HN because um, as I mentioned earlier, it's not about whether we use one product or another product, it's that we use all the products available to us, or all, I should say all the technologies that are available to us to help close this digital divide. Uh, that, that couldn't be better said than what you've just said, because basically what people care about is the bandwidth they're getting and the quality of service. That's all that matters. And if you could accomplish it at a fraction of the price, and if you're an, uh, and if you're basically an ISP, uh, you would also do it at be able to expand so much faster and and be able to accomplish so much more for less money uh, it's uh, it, it's it's good for everyone all around and particularly for those in need absolutely rich can you tell our audience um how they can find out more information on positron access solutions <clears throat> well we have uh, if they look up positron access solutions uh on the web uh, we have a web, web website where it describes, gives all types of use cases, whatever the application, like, like for example, if you're, we're working with all the major, major hotels, putting it in the hotel chains, because bandwidth is poor in hotels notoriously, with carriers, with the digital divide, we've got all the different use cases, as well as explanation of technology. 
and will be more ple- more than pleased to do one-on-one presentations and assist any companies, train them on how to use it. And, uh, and we also offer totally free trials, no obligation trials, because people generally, they can't believe that it's true. <laughs> so when they try it, they say, right. yeah, we didn't believe it really does what you say it does. So all of those uh, are available to your audience. That's, that, that's uh, thank you, that is, that is awesome. Well, we've come to the end of another empowering episode. First of all, I want to express our sincere thanks and gratitude for Redford for taking time out of his busy schedule to come and join us on the program today. And remember, the power to bridge the digital gap lies within each one of us. It's all of our responsibility to champion digital inclusion, advocate for equal access, and to embrace all of the technology potentials to take us there. By doing this, we can create a world where everyone has a fair chance to thrive in the digital age. See there, I told you I was gonna mess up on one of these. This is why I edit this. <laughs> okay, and three, two, one. To hear more episodes on Closing the Digital Divide, please visit our website at ctdd.castos.com or wherever you get your podcast. Reg, thank you again for being with us, and I hope we can speak to you again soon. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Very nice speaking with you.